Hello and welcome to the Cavell Cloud Conversations podcast. My name is Patrick Watson, Senior Research Analyst here at Cavell. And today I'm joined by Terry Meredith and Matt Rogers of Enchhouse Networks. In this episode, we discuss the rising importance of video communication in the new world of remote working. Matt and Terry tell me more about their video platform and how it's helping organizations to stay connected and productive even when they can't be in the office together. Have a listen. Good, good morning, Terry. How are you this morning? Good, thank you, Patrick. And you? Yes, very well, thanks. And Matt Rogers joining us as well. Matt, how are you doing? Hi, good morning, Patrick. Yes, very well, thanks. Excellent. So I was really, thank you both for, for joining me on the on the podcast today. I really wanted to talk to you as one thing that we've seen at Cavell Group is a real rise in demand for, for video services, both from the enterprise, but also through to their cloud communication service providers who, who need to be able to provide a a really top-notch video solution. And, and the reason we found this is with since 2020 has been a strange year and we've had the, the real rise of remote working, which has partly been enforced by COVID and the ongoing crisis there. And we've got some stats from our recent enterprise report where we spoke to over 2,000 enterprises, businesses globally about remote working. And it, we found some really interesting things which we, which we might well have expected and some which we wouldn't have expected. Firstly, the, the amount of remote working has, has risen dramatically. In 2019, 80% of companies had less than half of their workforces working remotely. As you might expect, in 2020, only 59% of enterprises had under half their workforces working remotely. And one thing I found particularly interesting, in large businesses, so if we're looking at enterprises of over 250 seats, in 2019, 9% of those businesses had no remote workers at all. So nearly a tenth of all large businesses have no remote workers. That's plummeted to only 2% in 2020, obviously caused by, by the COVID crisis. And one technology that we've seen as a real tool for enabling remote workforces to, to effectively function together is, is video technology. We've seen a real rise in the uptake of of video solutions and the usage of, of video conferencing. In fact, we've seen that slightly change across different businesses, but we've seen enterprise adoption of, of video conferencing up 60% in, in 2020. So I wanted to hear a bit more about the, the video platform that, that you guys obviously specialize in. Have you seen a big increase in demand for, for video and, and video services specifically? Yeah, without a doubt, I think Patrick. Uh, you know, if you look at where we're actually focusing our efforts, really are in that service provider space. And as you say, it's driven by the enterprise demand for more collaboration, particularly video video collaboration. And the remote working is is driving that uh, very much. So, so definitely, we've seen an an uptick in the demand for that. And, and there's a lot of projects we're working on right now with service providers to actually start implementing some um, new video services. Actually, they're becoming more strategic. I think my take on it, it's, it's gone up the priority scale, if you like, to be able to offer video-based collaboration services to, to the service providers' customers. I think earlier in the year, um, you know, people rushed to grab whatever it is was convenient for them. If they had a contract with one company already, that's what they started using a particular solution, um, or they just gravitated towards something that had a free version. You know, whereas what we're seeing right now is a lot of a lot of companies and, and then by knock on effect, the service providers 
kind of reevaluating what it is that they actually need to meet the particular needs of their workers, you know, because one, one application doesn't necessarily fit all organizations. There's an interesting angle to video communication when you compare it to other one, maybe more one-dimensional means, such as audio. There's several benefits that video offers. Effectively, if we're not able to be in the office with our colleagues, there's a lot more you get from video in terms of that that face-to-face, -face, that body language recognition, those non-verbal cues. Video effectively provides a lot richer form of interaction between disparate colleagues and staff. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think people are also becoming more accepting of having their video on. Certain users like ourselves or myself and Terry who have been in this industry a while are quite used to having video calls. You would often be on, on calls where people weren't so familiar and they would always have their video turned off. Whereas certainly over the last sort of six months or so, I've noticed more and more people just have their video turned on by default uh, because they, they want and crave that human interaction as well. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Matt. And what we are seeing more and more of that. And I think, you know, whilst pre-COVID, maybe a certain generation would ha happily go to video with things like FaceTime and things like that now it's more ubiquitous, now it's more generic, as Matt says. Yeah, I, I always have my camera on whenever I go on these calls now anyway. And, and people are quite happy to do that, you know. So I think the consumer aspect of video previously is now very much as I said, ubiquitous throughout a lot of organizations. People are used to it now. And it's, it, we, hear the, we hear the phrase, the new norm. And without a doubt, video communications is, is going to be uh, just standard. Like, it's like the old days of picking up a telephone and dialing a number, now you just switch your video on and interact that way, for sure. I think people are more yeah. accepting of where, you know, what, what's in the background as well, you know, <laughs> prior to, to something like this pandemic, you know, people, you somewhat expect to have a nice background or be on video in an office or make sure the surroundings are clean, but people have been forced to work in all sorts of strange locations. So generally the acceptance for, it doesn't matter so much where you are, as long as I can see you and still have the conversation and still be productive. Effectively everyone's at home. So you're right. I think that has, people have become a lot more accommodating with maybe the, the I mean, you get my living room in the background. It's not the most professional of working environments, but I think everyone is accepting that, that you're at home and, we, we need to be able to communicate in this. I mean, I'm really interested, obviously you guys are working on the front line of enabling video, obviously for service providers and their end customers. Have there been any particular cases which you were particularly interested in uh, of businesses or, or service providers and their end customers using video technology to, to really incorporate users in, in that sort of enforced remote working world? I guess uh, a number of a number of use cases come to mind, actually, Patrick. And you know, if we look at, for example, the finance industry, where we've been asked more and more for customers to be able to engage with their um, the banks call centres specifically, so that rather than just have a phone call into an agent who's dealing with you, maybe it's your your bank account manager or whatever. Now they wanted to engage with video, and I think that's that's a two-way thing. I think it's the banks wanted to ha provide their customers with a better experience, and also the customers themselves. As we talked earlier, if you engage with somebody visually, face-to-face, -face, albeit virtual, it does change the perception of the services being provided by uh, by the likes of banks and so on. Yeah, so that's one of the ones that we've seen, but also one of the areas that you know. Let's call it remote working. It's not so much remote working, but 
remote learning is in the education sector. We're seeing an awful lot of that right now as in certain areas of the world as well where, you know, teachers are looking to be able to have maybe through rotors where they might have 10 students actually in the class and maybe another 20 virtually coming in on a, on a room system and things like that. So there's definitely that area as well that, that, that we've seen is some is actually taking taking an increase in demand as well. So we've got a number of those projects that we're talking to. And I think the third one, and we saw this in the early days of COVID in video itself, was a huge rise in the demand within the telehealth environment. And now we're seeing that people are seeing that it's going to become, again, that word, the new norm for patients to engage with the medical professionals remotely in rural areas as well as all in urban areas because people just can't get to see their doctors these days and it will become the new way of doing maybe things like initial triage diagnosis and then also ongoing engagement with your doctors as part of the uh, as part of your care plan yeah there's been some more unusual use cases as well we've done some work with a couple of companies who are more in the broadcast side of things so as you know tv companies are looking to be able to hold shows um, and game shows and talk shows like they used to previously but now with the restrictions of covid they can't necessarily do that so they've also turned to conferencing solutions to bring in audience participants and celebrities and kind of edit that all together into a broadcast as well and obviously you, you can't do that with an off-the-shelf application so you know there's been a few scenarios there where companies are looking to build something bespoke to handle that and there was another uh, un unusual case in Africa, actually, but Terry, I'll let, I'll let you tell that story, Terry. You like that one. Yes, yeah, quite a funny anecdote, actually, because, uh, again, it's in the medical uh, realm, Patrick, and we had some information from quite a senior doctor in, in one particular area in Africa saying that cosmetic surgery has gone through the roof, the demand for cosmetic surgery has gone through, <laughs> because people are used to seeing themselves on Zoom now, <laughs> so for video conferencing systems and they don't like it they want to go under the knife <laughs> and as I was saying to Matt well that just tells me why aren't you looking at the other people rather than yourself talk about the age <laughs> of selfie right <laughs> that was quite interesting so uh, whether that's based on real um, statistics or what we don't know but maybe it's a, it's a side effect of seeing yourself reflected all the time eight hours a day or something yeah but that was a, was a good anecdote no, that, that's, that's really interesting, actually. And, and, and I suppose the sort of first few cases you talked about were that, especially so if you say, if we, if we put the potential cosmetic implications to one side, if you talk about telehealth and education, the, yeah. the benefits of video are, are huge, aren't they? Because, I mean, in, a, in an educational environment, from a teacher or a lecturer's perspective, you want to be able to see your audience, really. You want to know what level of engagement you're getting from, from your students. And, and video is really the only medium that you're going to be able to achieve that with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. To go further, in certain countries that we're working with, with educational establishments, of course, students have to pay to go to school. And if they're not going to school, then the schools are not getting that, that revenue. So, you know, having virtual aid does that, but it also gives the ability potentially to have more students because you're obviously physically limited to the number of students in a classroom, whereas the classroom is virtual, then potentially you could have an increase in the number of students attending that particular session. You know, that was a use case that we saw in certain uh, African regions, actually, whereby yeah. there's, there's so many pupils that need, that need and want to attend the classes. And also many of them travel quite a distance to go to the school. 
that they they have staggered days so they might have 30 kids on a monday and a wednesday and then a different set of 30 kids on a tuesday and a thursday and then maybe another group on a friday or you know however it's broken up whereas through using video they were still staggering the days and spacing them out and they obviously reorganized their classes to maintain social distance distancing and things but now they could have the whole 60 pupils in every lesson so 30 would would travel for their designated day and the other 30 would join remotely and then they would kind of swap over and one other one just to finish on patrick well is in the court systems uh, that we see in certain countries the court systems uh, being held by video where the participants would maybe be the plaintiffs the defendants the jury <laughs> there's the clerks and everybody right so that's another interesting one because otherwise there's going to be a huge backlog of cases that are not being heard and that was one particular country that they are wanting to do this in so uh, they already have part of our video system within there but now they need because of the backlog of cases to do um, case court hearings uh, virtually as well yeah, in, in so many cases, I suppose video is, is providing that absolutely vital service that, that without it, some of these systems would be falling down, as you said, sort of education and, and telehealth and, and in the judiciary as well. So uh, it's really interesting. Uh, we're going to be having another couple of episodes in this little mini podcast series where we look at some other issues in terms of customization options for, for service providers with video and you've already sort of come on to those a little bit and security which is obviously a big focus but if some of the listeners want to find out more about video what you're doing maybe some of the use cases that you've mentioned today what what's the best uh, way for them to do that I think as a starting point uh, visit our website angelsnetworks.com and then just search for video and it'll come up with the uh, overviews of the platform with some use cases on there as well yeah yeah, we have a customers section on there that you can filter down by industry, healthcare, government, education, finance, etc. Um, and there's, a, there's plenty of use cases on there that you can have a read through. Great, and we and we'll include a, a link to that specifically as well within the within the description of this podcast, so that uh, any of the viewers can find it. Well, so for the meantime, we'll, we'll come back with a couple of other uh, focuses in in later episodes. But for the meantime, both uh, Matt and Terry, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Patrick. Pleasure. Thanks, Patrick.